All right, everybody. Good evening. Happy Friday. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And uh, Wiz, we are feeling good about our start. I think people are starting to get excited about what we have to say in this podcast in particular, where we start to focus on uh, the gambling lines of the week as far as the games go and those much heralded prop bets. So Wiz, how are you today? Yeah, doing well. Looking forward to it. And, uh, so far, so good with uh, week two with uh, McLaurin. I loved over uh, yards. Uh, you loved over yards and over receptions. You got that in the first half, I think. I think it's six for 60 in the first half. So uh, that one was as easy as easy could get. As easy to get, I mean, everything we mentioned really was a winner. Uh, McKissick, I thought, was a ridiculous fine, a two and a half receptions. They were basing that on the first week, and uh, he played two terrific games last year um, against the Giants. So uh, it was it was all winners all around yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was a good start. Good start. I had also the the Henneke one uh, for touchdowns over one and a half. He had two. Uh, so yeah, it's a good start. You know, you don't want to rest on your laurels, of course. I think you're you're undefeated on the season. I think I'm at thirteen and four. So those percentages are pretty lofty. Uh, we don't expect them to stay exactly at those levels. But uh, you know, we're, we're again doing a lot of analysis and, and trying to parse through all this information uh, to help everybody out there with. Uh, who are interested and curious about this sort of stuff? Absolutely, and I think uh, we, you know, bring a different level um, and a different way of going about these things. And uh, you know, I hope we're, we're, we're providing people just a different way of looking at fantasy football. And um, and and I think we are in uh, every text and email and call I get that uh, they appreciate it and uh, how much they're enjoying it and how much we're helping them uh, only adds to that. So. Uh, yeah, let's just uh, let's keep it rolling. Yeah, it's interesting. Was I'm going to start with the uh, with the game lines, and, and I found it. I'm I'm really interested to see what you have to say on this. And, and we've talked about this. There's a big difference between game lines and, and the proprietary bets on player performance, which is a relatively new thing. Uh, there's a lot of experience uh, and 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 efficiency, I would say, in 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 modeling uh, NFL spreads and game spreads. It is, and I don't feel that's the same way when it comes to player prop bets, but. Yeah, it's been very it's been very intriguing to me seeing some of the movement on some of these lines, and I've been very focused on on you know again a, a conference uh, sorry a division that went undefeated last week, and that was the NFC West. I think the biggest moving line, from what I can tell right now, is what's going on with that Seattle uh, Tennessee line, which is I think it's moved at least two two points uh, from when I first saw it, maybe even more. Uh, I'd like to see what you think about that, but yeah, I'm very curious on on, on a few of these lines where things. Things look a lot of out, look a little bit out of whack to me. Uh, I have actually two game lines that I'm looking at in particular this week. I don't know how many you are. We we haven't talked about this beforehand. How many games are you looking at this week, uh, Wiz, in terms of betting lines? And just on the games themselves, including unders and overs and sides, I only have three altogether, and you have two. You say I have two for the game for the game lines. Yes. Okay, so once you, since you have two, once you get those two and uh, talk about those two first. Yeah, I, I just think I just think the Rams have a different level of 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 play under their wings now. I think this is a 
much better football team with Matt Stafford. We got a glimpse of that last Sunday night. I don't think Carson Wentz is ready to be playing football. I think there's a lot of rust there. Offensive line is not quite where it needs to be. Uh, as I mentioned, injuries at the wide receiver position. I know they're going to be home in this particular game, but I just see this as an absolute one-way street. Uh, it's three, minus three and a half is where I last saw it. I don't know if that's moved at all, uh, but I, I love the Rams three and a half points. Uh, against the Indianapolis Colts this week. Okay, yeah, I mean, I have n- no view on that game one way or another. You know, it's so, um, uh, and I'll be certainly rooting and supporting uh, your games. And uh, which is your other pick? Yeah, I- I'm taking the Eagles this week, plus three against the San Francisco 49ers. I think the Eagles win this game outright, actually. Uh, I think it's never, I don't know whether San Francisco actually went home uh, and came back or whether they stayed around in the time zone because they did play against the Lions last week I'm guessing they probably stuck around uh, but but that being said I think the Eagles showed me a lot last week I know this is not the Atlanta Falcons this week uh, but they're going to be home crowd is going to be juiced up in Philadelphia and in Lincoln uh, in Lincoln Park or Lincoln Field I should say um, and I really do like the Eagles in this game plus three against the San Francisco 49ers yeah, I mean, I took the Eagles and Giants as one of my bold picks to to win that division over the two big favorites, which were the Cowboys and the Washington football team. And uh, the Eagles played well in, in week one, and we'll see how that continues. And uh, it's always interesting to give that underdog play that not only you think is going to cover, but uh, win the game outright. So uh, once again, I have no view on the game, but I will certainly be supporting and uh, rooting for your two games to win. So I'll get to my three games, um, and there's two games that I, I like and one game that I, I absolutely love. So let me get to the games that I like first. One game is another game that the line seems wrong to me. It involves the same team. Arizona, the line seemed wrong to me last week, how they were only a two-and-a-half, a, a three-point underdog at Tennessee when Tennessee was the big favorite to win that division. Sure enough, Arizona came in there and won. So Arizona has that blowout win at Tennessee. The Vikings lose to the Bengals. And now Arizona's at home, and the line is like going back and forth between four and three and a half. That line doesn't seem right to me. In the last 10 years, the Vikings in Arizona have played five times. The Vikings have covered all five. I'm going to keep that train going, and I'm going to take the Vikings plus the four points and say it's going to be six times in a row that the Vikings cover. So that's my first pick. So it's interesting you mentioned that game, was because I, I, I looked at that line when it first came out, and I said, okay, this, is, this makes no sense whatsoever to me. And I think the line has moved a little bit up to four now was the last time. Last I looked at was at four, right? So, um, but I think we started at three and a half, and when I looked at the line, I just took a double, I, I did a double take. I'm like, what's going on here? I don't understand it. So... Uh, I was very surprised. I'm, I'm staying away from the game. I understand your reasoning, but you know that's that's what I have to say about that particular football game. So the next one is an over, uh, and the Bills last week played a very very tough game against the tough Steeler defense, and the Dolphins played a game against the Patriots. So the Patriots were like moving the ball with a short passing game. It was a very controlled game with time of possession. The clock was moving, and the the Bills Steelers game was low scoring. The Dolphins Patriots low scoring. This week the Bills are playing the 
the Dolphins. The total is about 47.5. I like the over in this game. They played twice last week. The first, uh, tw- They played twice last year. The first time they played in Miami, there were 59 points. The second time they played in Buffalo, there were 82 points. Um, I just feel this is going to be a much more open game. I like the Bills-Dolphins over 47.5 points in this game. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, you you definitely have a hop in your step when it comes to the Buffalo Bills this week. So uh, I am I, I am hoping that you're correct on that front. And the last game, believe it or not, is very difficult to do, and I, I get that to play unders. But I have a, my strongest opinion in terms of the game this week is an under. And it's the under 45 points in the Broncos-Jags game. And I know what happened with the Jags last week, and they gave up a ton of points to the Texans. But let me just say this. Urban Meyer knows that if he sends Trevor Lawrence back to pass 40 to 50 times against Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, that Trevor Lawrence is probably not going to finish the game. So he is not going to do that. He's going to run the ball. I, I, I think you're going to see uh, a ton of, 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 of Robinson and Carlos Hyde. So from that side, I see a lot of running, a much more conservative offense. And I think the Jags are going to play a much better defensive game as well. And I just think the Jerry Judy injury is understated. And I, I think it's a, it's a key injury because it's not like Jerry Judy's hurt and then Tim Patrick comes in and he replaces Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler comes in and he replaces Tim Patrick and it's all well and good. No, Jerry Judy is the best receiver on that team. He's the best route runner. He moves the chains. Him not being there is a big deal in my opinion. So um, I think that the Broncos offense is going to struggle. I think the Jags offense is going to be a lot more running and and short passing game, all of that mixed in. My play of the week is Jags Broncos under 45 points. All right, very interesting. You know, I'll, I will say this was uh, looking at that ball game. I feel that the odds makers gave, you know, again, the Broncos are on the road. We talked about how serious they took the, the preseason, and the Broncos are being given a real uh, nod here in terms of the. What, what the odds makers think about them, or maybe it's more of an indictment on, on what the odds makers think about Jacksonville Jaguars. But, you know, going into Jacksonville again, I was pretty surprised to see Denver that big a favorite, quite frankly, in this ballgame. Yeah, I think, uh, I think this one could be a lot closer than people think. And I just feel the Jags are going to play a lot better defensively. And uh, the Judy injury and the fact that I believe the Jags are going to run the ball to protect um, Trevor Lawrence in his game is going to lead to a, a very, very low-scoring game. So that's my uh, that's my play of the week. And in terms of props, I have six lined up. How many do you have? I have five this week. All right, so why don't you uh, take us through your five? Okay, so you talked about Lamar Jackson, and the line is 300.5 total yards, uh, passing and rushing against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm taking any under there. Um, I, I just don't see them having a good game. Uh, I have a very strong opinion about the Ravens coming into this season. I think that a disappointing season is underway. Uh, this isn't going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. This is going to be a Kansas City Chiefs. Granted, they're going to be home, but I think the personnel changes right now, injuries on defense, uh, and I'm not seeing it. So I'm under 300 and a half Lamar Jackson rushing and passing yards. Uh, All right, interesting. Yep, next next up um, is going to be, I mentioned Chase Edmonds. I think it's a complete joke that 24 and a half yards receiving is the over-under. I am 
absolutely taking the over on that one. Last week, DK Metcalf played second fiddle uh, uh, against the Indianapolis Colts, uh, where Tyler Lockett had the big ball game. In comes Tennessee. Tennessee has no defense, no secondary. They couldn't stop. Uh, they couldn't stop uh, Hopkins last week. They couldn't stop anybody last week. DK Metcalf, eighty-one and a half. He's breaking the century mark this week, one hundred percent. So over eighty-one and a half for DK Metcalf. Let's look at Naheem Hines, who was on the field quite a bit. I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to be playing from behind in this football game. Last week against the Rams, Damian Williams, who does not have the ability of Naheem Hines as a receiver out of the backfield, uh, had four catches against this Rams defense. The over-under is three and a half catches for Naheem Hines. He'll have about six or seven in this ballgame. And the last one is the favorite target of Mac Jones. He's been talked a lot about in preseason. Uh, That's Jacoby Myers, the over-under, four and a half catches for Jacoby Myers, playing against the Jets. Jets, not a particularly strong team. That's a home run to me. Jacoby Myers, over four and a half receptions in this ballgame. Very, very good. I mean, you have five, I have six, and none of them conflicting, none of them the same. So uh, I'm just curious, do you have any um, pushback on some of the things? I'm just curious your opinion on on, on what I've selected. No, I mean, these are ones that, you know, listen, (laughs) there are literally thousands of these things on a week. You know, some of them, you know, you look over and you consider or don't consider. Yeah, I, I understand. Look, as far as the cold game goes, you feel strongly that the Colts are going to be in a game script, that they're going to be throwing the ball a lot in the second half. So it, it makes sense to, uh, if that is the case for the Heinz one. Yeah, I mean, I un- I understand that. I mean, you know, I, again, Jacoby Myers, I just have no opinion on that. Um I just I, I, when I look at the, all of these things, I think it's difficult to narrow it down to five or six, which is what we try and do. Uh, so I understand, and all I'll be doing is I'll tell you I'll be rooting for every one of yours to win, uh, and um, and uh, and hopefully we'll have another good week. So with that said, I'll get to mine, and you can tell me uh, your viewpoints. And I think you're going to disagree on a couple of mine here because uh, in the drafting ones you seem to have a different viewpoint. So let's start with Josh Allen. And I'm just not understanding your your view about feeding him this week. Last week, he, last year, he played the Dolphins twice. Week two, he threw for over 400 yards in Miami. I think it's going to be a replica, another week two in Miami. In week 17, the game meant everything to Miami, and the game meant nothing to Buffalo. And in a half of football, he threw for 225 yards, and then they sat in the second half because the game meant nothing to Miami. They actually won the game 56-26. Josh Allen, over 292 and a half yards. He just has a fun, good old time throwing against Miami. I think that's continue. That's going to continue. I'm really surprised your, you know, your view on feeding Josh Allen this week. So one of us, I think, is going to be wrong. It could be me, I guess, but um, I just think that he has great success against Miami. And for my sake, at least, I hope that that continues. So I'm going Josh Allen over 292 and a half passing yards against Miami. Well, to be fair, just just to be fair on this one, when I talked about it was in the in, in the DraftKings realm where you're dealing with a price range, right? So if you're asking me paying the price on a, a Josh Allen versus what I think someone like Herbert could do or someone like Stafford could do at a much lesser rate, I'm trying to give myself what I think is going to be at maybe an equal performance at a much lower level. So I don't want to be uh, completely uh, pushing against kind of your view on the player. That That's all I'm saying. No, no. But, but what I'm saying is 
I have no no problem or issue or it's not that I even disagree with you about your liking of the other quarterbacks. I'm just surprised why the fade of Josh Allen. Like, yeah, okay. so I understand why you like the other guys. I'm just. Um, well, you know, listen, we're going to, you know, with all of these things, we're not going to see eye to eye on every one of these things, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. And then the other one is another surprise for me from you, uh, what you said earlier, is uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is better acclimated, um, more comfortable with the offense this year than he certainly was last year. In the two games against the Falcons last year, he threw for 380 yards and he threw for 400 yards. Um, so. I'm just going to keep riding, riding the Tom Brady bandwagon until I see differently. That line is up to 312 yards passing. I don't care. I'm playing over in that game. And in the same game, uh, last year, Mike Evans had one great game against the Falcons in a quiet game. Chris Godwin had a great game in a quiet game. Antonio Brown had two very good games. So I'm going to stack Brady and Brown on DraftKings, and I'm playing Brady over 312 yards passing and Antonio Brown over over 63 and a half yards receiving. And then the other one is, in the same game, Calvin Ridley over six and a half receptions in that game. And uh, from somebody who feels Matt Ryan is going to be throwing the ball a ton, I'm assuming you uh, kind of like the Ridley one as well. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely do. And, you know, it was kind of weird last week, as you mentioned. Uh, I was going against Ridley. I turned around, I think, in the first, I don't know, the first seven plays, Ridley had three or four catches in, in that ball game. And I'm like, okay, I'm in for a long day. And he only ended up catching two more balls in the game. It was shocking to right. me. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you there, especially, like I said, that Tampa Bay secondary is a little bit banged up at the moment. And I have two more. Uh, let's see. Uh, Melvin Gordon is my one under. Uh, Melvin Gordon is up to 15 and a half yards rushing. I don't see that at all. I know he had that 70-yard run against uh, the Giants last week. Besides that, he averaged, I think, less than three yards a carry. I think Javante Williams is going to get more carries than him uh, in the game. And I like Melvin Gordon under 50 and a half yards rushing against the Jags. I just don't think he's going to get more than uh, 10 or 12 carries, and I don't think he's going to gain over 50 yards with those 10 or 12 carries. And then my last play is the Road Warrior. Last year, the Tennessee Titans played eight road games. The least amount of rushing yards that Derrick Henry had in those eight games was 98 yards rushing. Seven of the eight over 100, most of them well over 100. His lowest output was 98 yards rushing. Derrick Henry, the road warrior, over 84 and a half yards rushing. I love this one, and I'm just going to keep playing it until that one loses every single time the Titans play on the road. Derrick Henry is my last but favorite over prop bet for the week. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, if you're – if you're the Denver, if you're sorry, if you're the Tennessee Titans, and we know what happened last week, we know 
Derrick Henry t- hardly touched the ball. The game got out of hand very, very quickly. I think the one thing, if I'm Tennessee, is I want to dictate the pace of the game. And, you know, it looks like they're going to let Russ cook, as we talked about. And I think kind of playing keep away makes some sense. Seattle does have a good defense or an improved defense from kind of what we saw at the beginning of last year, considering how they kind of finished up last year. Jamal Adams making a big difference in that particular attack. But, yeah, I think, I think Tennessee has to dictate the way this game goes. And there will be a 12th man in place. So what do you want to do? You want to take the air out of that building? The only way to do that is run Derrick Henry, I don't know, 30, 35 times in this particular game. So I, lo- yeah, I, I, mean, I love I that call. Yeah, I think they're, you know, when they get on the road, I think maybe they just really try and ground and pound um, more than they do at home. Uh, some of these stats are difficult to explain, but uh, I'm not bucking that trend. I'm going Derrick Henry over and uh, – Probably my favorite uh, yeah. proposition. Yeah, it's a really league. interesting one. And look, look, those those fans have been waiting. The twelfth man is, is and that building is as loud a place as you get in the NFL. Those place that place is going to be going absolutely mental. Uh, and Tennessee, if they don't want to go zero and two, better establish the running game in that particular ball game. Excellent. So we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully, uh, we'll continue. Uh, the solid streak and uh, and and bring winners and uh, helping people make money on DraftKings and player props and betting uh, unders and overs and sides on games as well. All right, Wiz, fantastic analysis, uh, lots of insight there as always. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Hope you're enjoying the stuff. We're going to keep doing this each and every week. We've got this structure in place. We're excited about it. We want people to get excited about it with us. So, uh, Wiz. You enjoy uh, the early part of your weekend, and uh, Sunday will be here before you know it. So have a great one. You do the same. Thank you.